minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode uh all the eights 88 on your bingo card of art of war down under my name is adam camilleri and i'm joined here by one of my very good friends one of my best friends in the hobby my perennial imperial brother uh mitch tell him how you doing mate Hey guys, how's it going? I am pretty damn good. Um, I do apologize to anybody who thought I was doing Tyrannus this week. I got my weeks wrong, and I got some a bad info from the interwebs saying that it is rough for pre-order this weekend. And so I'm like, ah, sweet, I'll jump on that and get a little bit ahead of the curb. So we are doing the Imperial Faction um, State of the Meta. So Sorry, State of the Super Faction. So we're going to do a bit of a health check on the Imperial Super Faction, sans Space Marines. They get their own Super Faction these days. They've got so many freaking um, factions in that sub-faction, whatever. So this is for anything that isn't uh, a Space Marine, in, uh, apart from Grey Knights. <laughs> so it's actually really confusing <laughs> to break this off like here. Yeah. But this is where we do, we check in with a Super Faction. We like, I like to try and do this every three or six months just to see where a Super Faction's at, what's going well for them, what's going bad for them, how they've been in the edition so far, what's working, what isn't. We're going to be going through um, where they stand in the meta right now, what's been good for them in the in the past, some of the best archetypes for each of the factions within that Super Faction, Sisters Guard, Grey Knights, Knights, and Admech, and then the little ones. We're going to talk a little bit about Inquisition and Assassins, which is exactly why Mitch is here, because that is his absolute babies. Like, if there's a jank tank, Mitch is swimming in it. Um, and so, and then in part two, we're going to talk a little bit of state of the game at the moment. Talk a little bit about the, the, the some of the doldrums, some of the devil's advocates. What's what's upcoming? What we're excited for? Uh, we've got a couple little questions. I'm going to talk about some skew lists for Imperium into some of the best lists in the game. You know, what can they do to skew into Harlequins, into these bits and pieces? And once I've got again, the bumper intro for the part two. It's yeah, is ninth worse than seventh? That's, oh, that, that's, oh. the, that's how that's what we're going to discuss guys if you want if you want that you got to go to part two that, that's beautiful okay cool cool because cool. i actually enjoyed seventh edition which is like me too yeah so i uh, cool it's two guys who enjoyed seventh edition so we're like already the one percent of the of the of the gaming community the wyman community um but for those who don't know a little bit about uh, out of war then this is a two-part podcast the first part comes out for you guys on tuesday mornings at 5 a.m eastern standard time and then the part two is over on patreon search at the art of war then under or look up go to art of war 40k.com and you can purchase the second part of this podcast in addition to the second parts of the wonderful art of war vanilla art of war unbroken which i was on this week talking about my dark angels list at adepticon i was very happy my first time being on that one um felt a bit starstruck with uh you know the wonderful blake law he keeps calling me the late great adam camilleri as if as if i'm deceased and he's just that was a, he just accidentally said that at the end of a podcast now he says it all the time it's pretty funny um so yeah go and check that out if you so please and just the part two is over once again over on patreon and uh the art of War 40k dot com uh and yeah thank you so much for all the amazing support so far you guys are absolutely incredible i love you all and we're gonna jump straight in here so mitch tell me about the imperium the imperial super faction in oh, ninth man. edition so far how's it been what's been the ups what's been the downs 
give us the trajectory. So I think uh, there's like, so talking about Imperial Superfaction as a player, first of all, is the idea you play a Superfaction is that you will always have something you can play or mm-hmm. can ally in to make what you want to play a little more competitive. Yeah. So Imperium, in my opinion, um, has always been the best army for that. Um, uh, I think Eldar has probably been the most competitive army for that. Yeah. And um, Chaos has been the most fun army for that. Um, that's like, a, I love that distinction. Uh, where does, does hive mind make the cut now? Is, is, um, that, is that a thing? I don't think hive mind actually makes the cut because you're going to either want to play GSC or NIDS. Um, yeah. the, I don't think you're going to want to give up what you get. There's, um, there, there's not enough there's, glue to stick those together. Yeah, there's and, not, yeah. you give up too much, uh, to, for, for the synergy to play out, but you know, that can change over time. Um, as the demands of the game change, I do think that there is a lot of play, with uh i mean we're talking gsc and nids at this point but uh uh with gsc with um all of their icon wards being able to res guys there's probably mm. something you can do to put that in front of a lot of G- of kieran and psychers that is very good um yep. I th- uh, but right now blast is everywhere with eldar yeah um, and, 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 yeah. yeah eldar tau um harlequins wherever you want to look there's blast so not where you want to be at the moment but could be good later um so going back to the imperial super faction uh I think that um, obviously everyone was focused on Admech for a very long time mm-hmm. um, because they didn't get the nerf. The best player in the world's playing them. There's a lot of different reasons, right? Um, uh, and they were the one, the one faction keeping up, you know, for a while with Dar- Drukari until they got nerfed quite a bit. I think that they are actually the the sleeper Imperial faction right now. Yes, agreed. Um, and specifically, I think that people really haven't um, un- really gotten to the depth of Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I think that that is a, a place I would really be looking um, with the current meta being Tau and Eldar being really the, the most dominant forces. Obviously, Custodes are in there as well. Um, but you have a good you have a lot of ways to dish out mortal wounds in Admech with Rust Stalkers. You can also mm-hmm. just overcome um, uh, really tough models that rely on transhuman and no rerolls yep. with um, yep. infiltrators with Taser Goads. 100%. Um, you know, you on average when you pop that uh, explode on a five up, and like even without re rolls, you're still going to pick up like an extra twenty five hits on a ten man unit. Yeah, dude. So it, it effectively turns off that ability. That unit, um, as long as you're not going into the shield wall. If you're going to the shield wall, that's what rust stalkers are for. We got to change AP. You got to um, go. Yeah, you got to get the models. But outside of that, you will kill like five custodies every time with a ten man unit. You yeah, know, that's a very consistent amount of. Do- I mean, they could roll all fours. That happens. Yes. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> But uh, but but you know when you're like, hey, roll fifty wounds. At a certain point, the law of large numbers starts to work in your favor, mm-hmm. and that is something that Admech can do, like just everywhere. So another yeah. example is um, if we, uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to Metallica in a little bit, but uh, let's go with the Skatari cohort, right? You have advance and charge, which is amazing for rust stalkers and infiltrators. Yeah. It can be, it can literally be a win turn one condition if you go first, just mm-hmm. depending on the board and the mission. They uh they they do a lot to stop uh, uh infiltrators do a lot to stop the uh a lot of the hammerheads moving forward and the different mm-hmm. things that they want to do so you can keep that stuff kind of hemmed in and if they go first then they're then they're your sacrificial units but you yeah. they turn off rerolls if you're within twelve guess what wants to be within twelve breachers yes <laughs> yep hundred um, percent so there's a lot of really cool tech there uh. uh going uh going along with that the other thing that i think that people really aren't thinking about with uh with the skatari cohort is that you get to take disintegrators with you 
Uh, um, yeah, very much, very much going by the wayside at the moment is the, so, is the, so, the lowly Scorpius disintegrator. Yeah, so let's 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 break down why that is and why it's wrong. Um, so why <laughs> why that is is because it, the gun got nerfed. It went down from strength six yeah. AP two two damage to strength five AP one or two. I think it's still two two damage. That that and that one difference makes a big difference in what it hits. It's not good as good into vehicles. There's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It also went to 145 points before the uh, 100. It, it, it was like 120, wasn't it? Uh, it was 125. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but on top of that, you're also getting 12 strength four no AP shots. You're also getting uh, D6 uh, strength seven AP two uh, D6 damage. D6 damage missile shots. Oh, they're D6 damage now, really? I believe I believe they might be D. No, I'm thought, pretty. I, thought, I think it's I'll... D3 shots D6 damage is what it is. I thought it was uh, D6 shots D3 damage, but whatever. maybe either way. That's not what's important about this. The, <laughs> the the indirect fire is what's important, and when you go as Metallica, there's a stratagem where your warlord can pick a piece of terrain it sees, just it sees, yep. and all Metallica units doesn't have core lock, doesn't have any lock. Within six of your warlord, get plus one to wound against any units within that terrain. Wow! Yeah, plus one to wound is crazy. So, so let let's break that down. If you're facing against Harlequins or anything like that, they have to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're facing against Tau, they want to hide. Um, and you can get plus one to wound. You can be hitting on twos very easily. Like, there's a lot you can do there to really well, increase your odds. You talk about the like the shadow wave of, uh, weapons platforms. You've got a great profile into them. You're going to wound him on force plus one. We put you over to the threes. You got a yep. bunch of shots, and you got the two damage, which is which is where you want to be. I I think that's it's a, it's a good option. You can't be killed by by weavers. Those weavers ain't going to hurt you. Maybe um maybe if they've got uh shadow weavers, sorry the um the tank ones, the ones with strength seven, um they will hurt you back because they'll they'll wound yep. you on force at least. But the, it's going to be fires for the strength six guns. You can really put pain on them. And they're the ones you want to get gone because they threaten all your infantry. Um, but jumping down, like uh, you, you started this off. With a really clever statement, and in saying that um, super factions are for people who always want to feel like they have an army to play, yep. um, and that's that's where you kind of you want to be in ninth edition. Either you want to play the entirety of one faction, as in you have like th- two to three of every choice in your codex, in your space marines codex, in your admet codex, your grey knights codex. You've just got two or three of everything, and therefore you have a f- the flexibility to take two thousand points of whatever kind of makes the most sense. Or you want to play a bunch of two thousand point armies within a super faction yeah. and imperium of, of all the super factions i'd say imperium is the most evergreen yeah, you kind well, of space you kind marines of always... have to be decent usually they very rarely are bad for long periods yes right correct um and in addition like you talk about the variance within uh, even taking out space marines you talk about the variance within the imperial super faction you've got guard for hordes artillery and tanks you've got sisters and and gray knights both play the marine-esque kind of way with their different kind of mm-hmm. flavors one being psychic one being more I, janky I throw Skitari in the hordes as well well uh, that's what i was about to say but then we have ones we have outliers like admech that kind of do everything you can mm-hmm. play mech. You can play mech if you want. It's not. It's not great, but you can play mech. You can play horde. You can play MSU. You can play. Or it's a really well-rounded bits and pieces. You can go crazy. Play ultra elite and custodians. You can go bonkers and play super ultra elite and play knights. Um, the imperial super faction just seems to be the one that has it all. I'm hoping chaos gets somewhere similar when they're fully fleshed out in ninth year of chaos. Let's see if it ever happens. Um, but you know they seem like one that could be on the same level, but they never seem to kind of crash it. And this is without taking space marines into account. So if I was to sell people in ninth edition, um, if you if you don't like playing and having like massive collections of one army, play an entire super faction. You'll find it pretty damn rewarding, especially the imperial one. 
Well, so something I would also add to that is what we're teaching you here is the old ways. This is how it was in every edition yes. before, yeah, right? Man. Like you didn't play yeah. an army. There were people who nah. played armies. Those people were known as faction diehards. People who yeah. wanted to win tournaments played combinations and it, you yes. built combos, which is going to bring us into our first combo here where we take those three Scorpius disintegrators yep. and we're going to combine them with two Cadian mana cores. Okay. Okay. We've got a, we've got an arty battery going on here. Let's yeah. keep going. So, so that here's the thing, right? Eldar and Tau have a lot of indirect shooting. Yep. Right. But their indirect shooting is shorter range for the most part. Um, so what, what I mean by that, it is not it, like some of it's 48, but most of it is 36 and below. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, right? airbursts, airbursts are, you know, what, are they 24 or they 18? Uh, they're, they're 24, 20, they used to be 18, they, they need to, to go back to 18. They need to go um, back to 18, 100% they do, man. When you can move 18 inches on the unit and shoot it, like, yeah. yes, I need to be 18 inches. Exactly. So the other part of this is we're taking vehicles, which are not with the indirect fire that's very popular right now, is good at killing. It's good at removing, yeah. Right? Um, so what we're trying to do here is create enough indirect choices that your opponent can't kill them all. Yeah, if they go first, they're probably going to kill two. I mean, they're, they have a decent army. They can be like, okay, I'm going to zoom this unit up and trade or something like that. But that's that one. What See what you just did there? You put the ball in their court. You set the tempo that they have to now actually engage with you when these armies are primarily built for engaging on their terms. Mm-hmm. So we're, that's the first step when you're trying to counter a specific meta is you want to change you want to change it so you're putting the decision on your opponent because that's a chance for them to make a mistake. That's a chance for them to make a misplay, a miscalculation, yeah. not understand a rule you have, to, to forget a rule well, you have, not in a gotcha sort of way, but so, people just make miscalculations. So this is a, a term more commonly used in, um, say, a Magic the Gathering card games where you control the tempo. Yeah. It's, it's In ninth edition, like in 8th edition, it really wasn't a thing. It wasn't a term we use very often. In ninth edition, it's really starting to become a thing because um, you have we this ability to... I, eighth? I mean, I did, but... Yeah, but, I mean, I, did, I didn't hear, like, just the... No, it, the, wasn't, it the, wasn't in the, the bloke, vernacular, the, I guess. Yeah, that, the, yeah, the bloke in the hobby store, the bloke in the game store talking about trying to build a tempo army. We, did, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have it as a commonality. Um, but it's really starting to take over in ninth edition, I believe, because we only have a five... I, I believe because we only have a five-turn game. The tempo matters so much more because if you oh, control the tempo for three turns, you probably yep. won. You've probably so, won. The game's over. Yeah. So this is um, the uh, this the you're you are precisely right, and I, I completely agree with you with about the sixth term. It, the mm. sixth turn, the tempo is so important, and what we're seeing right now is what Eldar um custodies and tau are able to do right now is their tempo is all late game they can let you do whatever you want for two turns and probably be alive and be fine and they'll have yeah. killed whatever you threw at them and yeah. sure you got your points but now you're in a position where the next turn three and onward they are going to be in your face they're going to be doing exactly mm. what they want to do and they're going to control the tempo for what is well, in reality the majority of the game it's 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 actually it's you're exactly spot on it's a really big shift because what we had in the start of ninth edition was a trading war we had we had the exchange of resources i'm going to exchange resources with you but i believe my resources are better and my gameplay is better that i'm going to win the exchange but at least last these last three or four codexes all the s tier armies at the moment that you reeled off they don't trade they only take. They, there is no exchange of resources. They remove yours. It's very yours, hard to trade. Do not lose theirs. E.g., that's what is creating the tempo. The, so, the, so, and that's why we're going back to uh, well, and, and that's why we go back to the indirect fire, and then some of the other um, different uh, components we'll talk about. Mm. But is we're, we want to force them back into trading, 
right? Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Right. So, so all of a sudden, it's this thing of like, well, if you give me the first two turns and I have all this indirect fire, you may not have enough to deal with me after turn three. Like, I don't have to come at you in the same way. I'm not offering you the same units. I can play conservatively too and see who rolls more four ups or whatever. You yeah. Know, the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's a core component here. Uh, so we're going to step over into guard real quick. We're going to be bouncing around a lot of factions, guys. I will be coming back to Admech later for close combat, but we're just we're, we're going to we're flowing with the indirect combo right now. So we've got our three Scorpius disintegrators. Now these can be Mars, so they reroll one shot, one hit, one wound, whatever. Um, they can be uh, Lucius if you want to sprinkle in some uh, some counter punch. So yep. at that point, you're taking uh, either. Uh, five castle and robots with a fist and a gun and a flamer on top or a gun if you want more long range um, uh, or you're taking infiltrators rust stalkers um, or what i think that no one's been playing yet and Isaac is super low-key good into harlequins are jazz hands priests i was about to say is anybody playing the jazz hands is anybody playing because so uh into harlequins and I'll be, I'll be saying this on a couple of different podcasts the two things that i feel like you want you want stuff that has a tesla effect or that auto wins on sixes to hit so mm-hmm. it makes up for any shortfall that you and have. You can if you're... do both with those. Exactly right. You can do both. Um, At the same time. For... Yeah, it makes up for the shortfall on the losses of hits. So if you, essentially you're shooting jazz hands into well, them. You're, you're shooting it at a minus one to hit, but exploding sixes will more than cover the the, the minus one to hit in effect. Well, there's um, more than that though. So let's let's get let's let's go to the next layer deep. I'm, you're yeah. gonna come on a jank journey with me. Okay. Uh, so why are you here, bitch? This, so, this is what we're here so, for. Next, the next part of that is, is with Lucius, they're plus three in range, so they're 15 yes. in range, yep. which makes a big difference in where you can deep strike them. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to go from there. If we're Lucius, then we can take our, our we, we can have a Lucius Warlord and we can take our uh, our teleport relic so we can actually deep strike two 20 mans at the same mm-hmm. time um, in different places if we want to. They're, they have tremendous, like, so think about it this way you can have a big squad or, or two small squads sitting in the back as protectors for your your artillery yep and, and then, then in the second you need yeah the second you, they you have an opening you can leap one forward there's a lot of really cool interplay like there that. um you and and the thing is is the the warlord who teleports them you can give him um the uh oh man i'm blanking on the name of the 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 points upgrades right now but you can give him the one for the the uh, sixes auto wound my guy the low guy which, yeah uh, whichever one it is yeah. Yeah. You can give him the one for sixes auto wounds. So they pop up. They're going to be there. You know, if you have your doctrina and stuff, they're hitting on twos. Mm-hmm. They're, um, they're, they're, they're exploding on sixes and auto wounding on sixes. I love it. You don't care if you're rerolling. And yeah. you will just, you can, you can nuke two or three Harlequins units, not one. <laughs> well, yeah. As long as you can get in range of them, you've got a good, yeah. you've got a good but that's chance. That's the 15 just, inch range, yeah. right? That's the, yeah. and, and again, that's the key part of being able to use those, um, uh, the indirect fire to crack transports, different things like that. So if we go a different direction, you can, um, if we're not going with Lucius and we're going more with just the indirect fire and you're going to have the, um, you, I'm um, sorry, my brain is confusing all of the different uh, Admech, uh, Forge World names. Give me uh, one second here. Stygis, Metallica. Um, Metallica, there we go. Yeah, I, cool. I kept wanting to say uh, Ryza, but Ryza is the, the super combat one. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, so with Metallica, they have a bunch of other buffs that you can give to to units. Um, plus one to hit, plus one to wound if you're within twelve inches of the unit you're shooting at. Guess what's going to be within twelve inches of what you're shooting Has at? Has to be within twelve inches. Yep. If you're going to shoot. Them. Yep. Yeah. Um, like 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 they, they beg to be Metallica. Um, they're so and, and again you have uh, you have that plus one to wound warlord trait for those indirect tanks you're going to have sitting in the back. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to roll over to Cadia. So the Cadian expansion gives us a few different options. That's really useful. One, it gives us a redeploy, which is super big when you have indirect yes, fire. Huge. Um, uh, now, again, to do that, you have to take a warlord trait. So you can't do these two combos necessarily together. These are just some of the options. You have to pick whether you're emphasizing guard or ad mech in this combo. Yeah, which is the um, primary of the which is the primary which is the secondary. These two. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we but what you can do is you can still have a full payload manacore for one CP. You don't need a warlord trait for that. So, yeah. so we have a full payload mana core. We have a regular mana core. The reason you have both is redundancy. Sometimes, um, so Cadia has a plus one to hit strat after you've done a wound to a model. Yes. So yes. sometimes you need a slightly worse version to shoot first, and chances are it's going to do a wound, and then you're able to use the good one and fully buff it up. Um, yeah. We're going to take, so here's where it gets really interesting. We can take a three-man squad of quad mortars, now yeah. these guys, okay, so so check this out, right? So these guys are 46 shots each. Yes. Strength five, no AP, one damage. Beautiful. It's all you Blast. need. It's, it's, so, you can so, do so much work with that. So 12d6 shots, but we can now, because they're Cadian, we can give them an order to reroll ones. Mm-hmm. Um uh we we can uh we can have them explode on sixes. Yep. We and then uh we can give them AP one and we can give them plus one to hit. I like this. I see where so, this is going. Um, so, and then if we take all of that, and if you're going guard heavy, you can have something called old grudges, which some mm-hmm. people may remember. And mm-hmm. now we're re-rolling to wound. Yeah, I guess I guess a specific guy, uh, you know, one one unit in your opponent's yeah. army, you're real yeah. good against. Yeah, but yeah. but but with all, but if that if that unit is the one that you need to deal with, like again, it, it, this is this is allowing. So, but it goes further than that. You can also pick a unit, and any and when that unit hits an enemy unit. They they cannot overwatch and they cannot advance. Yeah, yeah. So so you can spread out movement debuffs. You can do mm-hmm. all kinds of um, really interesting things um, nice. there. Um, so now on top of that, we have a ton of T three bodies running around with with basically a four up save no matter what you're shooting at them, right? Yes. Okay. So what what's great at that mortars? Agreed. We're going to take nine mortars for 150 points. They're Cadian. We're going to have one commanding officer. Again, if you're going uh, heavy on the Cadian, you're going to go with Creed, make him your warlord, get two free CP. He issues three orders a turn three that orders. are now aura, yep. auras. So mm-hmm. these guys are going to be rerolling all hits. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 48 inches, so the, the minus six inches or minus 12 inch combo can be relevant, but it's not nearly as relevant, um, yep. which is nice. And so you could be re-rolling all hits. You can give them plus one to hit, plus one to wound for a specific squad for one CP. To, and that's great for procking, again, that plus Proc one to Cadian hit strat. for, oh, for oh, Cadian. Yep. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of really subtle little combos there that all of a sudden, you know, you have two mana cores. That's 300 and or uh, yeah, 310 points. You know, you're at 460 points with the three uh, mortars. And then, you know, you just take one officer. That's a spearhead for, you know, yep. a for for you know 600 points that gives you nothing but good indirect fire um the other thing you want to be taking with that is the um oh man the the artillery officer his name yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Um, 35 points he's cheap as chips gives you real ones and he's got a one-shot basilisk that you can supercharge to do flat three damage yeah well, it's not. It doesn't do flat three damage. I know, um, flat six shots. Auto flat six, six shots, shots but yeah. it's another great way to proc the plus one to hit mm-hmm. for the Cadian strat. 
Um, it's, an, it's just that little extra piece of tech where you're like, oh, I need to do damage to that thing, but it's it's T7 with a two up. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. I, now you're a four up, and I'm str- I'm hitting you on you know strength eight. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's that's sick. That's that list is really sick. And then of course you, you got your Metallica component or your Lucius component. Yep. You can have your big bully brick of Castellan robots, or you can have some surgical MSG bits of Rust Orcas and and whatever. Take some service raiders, play defense for all your use them as defense and screens for all your um, artillery pieces. I like this a lot. So, um, I, so, yeah. so we're going to go another layer, another full deep with this. We're going, is it Inquisition time? Inquis? Yep. Uh, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Because uh, you need a deep strikes or, or, or get some melter guns in range, don't no, you? No, no. So, so I have my, in the entirety of ninth, my quest has been to figure out how to use 18 um, Inquisitorial Acolytes with Combi Plasma or Combi Melta yep. um, as Xenos as effectively as possible. Okay. And um, it's, we, you, you have to have goals, people. It's important. You got to yeah, set them important. and go for it. Uh, so this combo is 550 points, um, and you can add it to any Imperial um, combo you want. It's very good in the current meta. Um, let yep. me explain what it is. So we've got Inquisitor Eisenhorn. Um, you, you can take Kyra Draxus instead, but I personally don't think she's as good. Um, I, don't, I don't think this army benefits from fights last all that much. No, so. and I don't think the targeted smite is worth it. If you have enough points to take a second Inquisitor, take Draxus. It's great. Sure. But otherwise, it's not worth it. So we're going to take Eisenhorn. I like to take his Demon Host for 25 points for what acts like a Demon Prince. Seems good to me. Um, so we're going to use the stratagem to give him a Warlord trait. His Warlord trait lets him reroll one hit, one wound, one save, or one psychic test per phase. Or not per phase, per round. Um so then we're going to take our our three squads of six combi plaz uh, bolt pistol acolytes, and we're going to take three Jacaro. All of these are Xenos. Yep. So uh, we're going to then take all of this and we're going to place it into two Admech transport transports because they have a twelve man capacity. Yes. And they shoot an immense amount of shots. What is um, it? Is it twelve as well, or is that get sixteen? It's sixteen for them. Yeah. Just sixteen shots. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And again, when there's a bunch of T3 running around, yeah, those those shots are, are not great. Do, do, do you need to pick up you need to pick off shield drones before you shoot your big guns? Another yeah, great. do you need to kill two or three Harlequins? Because you will with 16 shots. Yep. Exactly right. So we place them in there so because they can go in any transport, all the units can. So we can now take these, and when it's our turn, put them into a Lucian, um, this this specific one, example I'm using is Lucian. You can do this with the Custodia Shield Wall. You can do it with a bunch of different things. The best combo is the Custodia Shield Wall, and I'll explain why after I explain the combo. So we have, we're going to space out our Castellan robots, and we're going to interlace in, in with them and trail back a little bit um, our Acolytes. And then all the way back back in the back is the Inquisitor, as far back as he can be, and, and still in protection, but as far away from deny range as possible. You can stretch it out so he's about 12 inches away from the front of the line. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't get denied. He's going to cast the, the Inquisitorial Xenos uh, spe- uh, specific psychic power, which, uh, which allows all units with all Inquisitorial units within six of him to not be targetable for shooting unless they are the closest model. Closest, yep. And not eligible as a charge, declarable charge target unless you are within six within inches. Six inches. So this so, is important. We're, you're starting we're, to see how this goes together with the shield wall as well, because that interacts with Tanglefoot so freaking well. Like, oh my god. It's really so, good. And so, the Lucius bots, of course. You're just like, oh, yeah. come and kill my Lu- my unkillable Lucius Lucius bots. So you can get but, these squishy little little boys. Well, the main thing is we're 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 putting 
a few of our acolytes right at the edge of where the the um, uh, actual bots are or or the shield wall, because at that point you, that those units effectively become unchargeable because you'd have to declare the acolyte as a target as exactly well. Exactly right. So we're yeah. packing. They're just shy of being the closest unit. But if you want to charge, you really have to be like, you'll be able to get a model in, um, you know, and this, it actually works better with the shield wall because their bases are smaller. So you yes. can't really get into them without being within an inch of these inquisition units. And you can't do that. It's an illegal charge plus Tanglefoot. It can create really big problems for you. So problems. all of a sudden it's like, oh, cool. You got a model into within technically an inch of my shield wall. Yeah. Everything else is going to get to pile in, but you have to avoid all these inquisitorial units yep. that you didn't declare. And then you have so, the CP to pump the, the shield wall to not die and yep. no rerolls so, and transhuman. So we're going to bounce over that. The other part of that is is if you go with, um, I can't remember the shield host off the top of my head, but the one that allows you to make a character untargetable. You uh, can as make, in bodyguard? As it, it's, um, is it Auric Shield? No. Um, it, it might be Auric. Either way, you, you make your Inquisitor untargetable with a second shield wall. And so, yeah, yeah. So, so you have yep. you have the front shield wall with the acolytes in it. You have the second shield wall with the inquisitor in it, and you go, "Cool, come at me, bro." What you, like, what you gonna like, do? What you gonna do? <laughs> and you can just walk into the middle of the table and be like, "Okay, yeah." Eventually, you'll be able to charge me, but at that point, I will have gotten enough shooting out of these units. Hmm. And so, for people who don't understand why these units are really good, what they do is reroll all hits and wounds against Xenos, all Xenos. Yeah. Um, and the Jacaro allow pick each one of those units if you're not playing against Xenos. And on a one, two, they reroll hits. On a three, four, they reroll wounds. And on a five, six, they reroll both. So you yep. effectively get the same kind of performance out of them, relatively speaking, all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason I like the Admec more, um, the Admec combo more, is the transports to protect them if you don't go first. Yes. Yep. Um, that's the problem with Custodes. Um, they don't really have a transport that could hide them. Um, so if you don't go first and, and that power isn't up, they can just evaporate to indirect fire. So there is weaknesses, but mm. like these are some of the like weird janky things that no one's ever going to see coming. Well, it's good um, talking about these things because everyone thought the soup the soup lists were dead when the sub factions got changed. When there's nah. no more sub factions, it's it's the opposite. I you're played soup lists all last year. Well, you, well, no, because it, it's the opposite because now you can't soup internally. You have to soup externally in your yep. super faction. So you have more incentives to do it because internally you can't go and find all the little bits of tech you need to do something similar you have to look outside of it um so you just impact two unpacked two really cool soup archetypes for us thank you very much um now we're quickly going to run down some of the best archetypes uh, mono archetypes for each of the sure. major factions within imperium okay what what do you think is the best sisters list at the moment and i think this is up for debate because no offense to sisters you're in free fall you have the second worst win percentage of the Imperium Super Faction. So what do you think their best list looks like at the moment? Um, so this is going to be controversial. Uh, but, it's um, being controversial. Everybody sit down. Just just a shocker. Go for it, mate. Pain engine spam. Maximum. I Absolute. Was... Okay. Every, um, so, so people who, people, people have forgotten what the pain engines are, I feel like, um, and it's, it's not an army, you can, it's not an army you just throw together, it's a no. very considerable amount of, 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 one, the cost of buying all those models, two, assembling them and painting them, they are very intricate, um, but maximum pain engines, right now, what matters is volume of attacks, and I have one word for you, flail. Flail, yes. How many they got H, is it 12 H, 15 H? Uh, I think it, it was 15, it might be down to 12 now. Oh, they might have um, lost an attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so okay. When you are a, when when your when your faction is struggling, we, we're going to have a little bit of a chat here about skew. What does skew mean, and when sure. should you do it? Why should you do it? 
You should do it when you're struggling. If you can't play a well-rounded list that does well into the meta, play something ape crap bonkers into the meta. I don't disagree with what you said because I think an all-comers sisters list just does not cut the mustard at the moment. I think there are good like there is an okay Valorous Heart build, there is an okay um, bloody Rose build, but you're just not going to crack like it, three and two is probably the ceiling on that list um, at a five rounder. You know, four and two maybe. Uh, you know, three and three more likely is 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 what the, what the well-rounded assisted list will get you at the moment. So lean into what you do that other people don't. I like the idea of the of the full pen and engine spam. I don't disagree yeah. with you. So I would go full pen and engine spam, and then I would supplement that with uh, some sort of jump infantry. Um, whether you want to go shooting your swords, I think um, seraphim. But- yeah, five, five or six seraphim with two hand flamers, two yep. by two hand flamers. I think is the best unit in that book at the moment because yeah. the only unit that will still impact and remove their models. It'll get you points by being able to shoot off the deep strike, then do an R and D, get you engage on top, or put down an action if you manage to deep strike or do so wherever else. And it'll enable you by opening opening avenues for reserves to come in and get charges with miracle dice. I think that is the best unit in the book. Is the only thing that'll do more than one role at a top level so there's um so i i completely agree with everything you just said there let's unpack a little bit more of the pain engine side um so they also have lots of flamers again we're dealing with with a a meta where things are minus this range yeah all these different all no re-rolls all these different things well cool if you're minus six inches to my range i'm advancing and charging at you anyway Mm -hmm. um i'm going to be in range eventually and they work in combat so they're just useful. The heavy mm. bolters, meh. and, and, and like, look, there's pros and cons there. I, the I, fact what I what I love about what you suggested is one of the big bad one of the things people don't like about the pain engines is they've got a bad save. Yep. Um, but guess what? Everything everything in the meta right now is has a crap ton of rend. Like Tau is just rend out of the uh, yeah uh, freaking void weavers and shurikens. They spike and get rend. Like doesn't matter. Having a bad save is not, is is it's better to have good toughness and, and the amount of wounds you've got is the better way to go well, than trying so to have a good save. If you can't other, have a four plus invuln, that is. If you can have a four plus invuln, good for you. Yeah. The other thing I would say when you were talking about skew and well balanced lists, um, what I would add to that as well is um, skew lists are what emerge when the let the, when the meta becomes more lethal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that's what this is a symptom of, right? It, dura, um, it, it's durability and lethality. Anytime you get to the extremes of those, you start to see skews, right? Yeah. So um, we we used to see this in seventh edition with the Screamer Star, yes. um, the Bark Bark Star, the Orcs had a Death Star like that, where like it it, it was so it was so devastatingly um, durable and powerful that the only way to deal with it is be like, well, I have one data sheet, and I know it's not good into what you have. Mm. So, or I mean, I yeah. know you're not good into what I have, right? What like, I have, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's where that's why you see skews for so for, so this is a sign of a less healthy game state, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I and I think that's important to acknowledge. Like, we don't want to just. I'm not. We're not just saying, oh, play skews. It's it's the way to play the game. It's the way to play the game in this game state. There, um, there are lots of times where skewless cannot be fun, um, yep. because they just lose because they can't play the mission or they can't interact with certain Agreed. aspects of stuff. Yep. So, um, but yeah, but if you're in a struggling faction and you want to regain some agency and you're willing to go down it, a sco- playing a schoolers can be very rewarding. It uh, also so- gives you great player interaction, right? People laugh at that list and are going to know they're going to have a good time. Shit's going to die. Stuff's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Like, like the, yeah. you, they're so tired of being like, oh, cool. Nine void weavers. Oh, how many brought that? Nine? I thought, yeah, okay. 
Um, yeah, like, this is like joy. You, yeah. are, you are a breath of well, you fresh, are a breath yeah. of, you are Refreshing. not a breath of fresh air. You are a <laughs> glass of Mountain Dew Baja Blast thrown in their face. <laughs> Refreshing, but sticky. But sticky. All right, moving on to God. So God is renowned right now as the worst faction in the entire game. We're proud of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yet, I still think there's one portion of God that is possibly uh, the best or second best um, soup faction. I think Scions still hold up as one of the best things to soup into any other Imperial list, as long as it's not costing you too much. So I what, agree what, with you. What does a Monoguard archetype look like at the moment? So Monoguard, um, you're almost always taking Scions. Uh, scions yep. are great. The, um, the uh, Gatling Torox Primes right now with the uh, last oh, yeah. the, the the Hellguns are yep. really great into everything that's in the meta right now, except oh, for you Pistos. said Hellguns. Bless. Um, <laughs> uh, well, that's what they are. I know, I know, but you know, there, there's like a whole like massive percentage of this community that only knows them as hotshots. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. No, it's a Hellgun. Oh, it's a Hellgun, guys. It's a Hellgun. Yeah. It's Imperial Guard and it's a Hellgun. These are the yeah. these are the facts. I've That's played it. too long. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so so they have so the Hellguns give you more AP, um, and you get um, but also good volume, and then you get great volume and decent AP as long as you're going la- Lamb and Lions out of the uh, the Torox Prime Gatlings. Yeah. I don't actually think that Lamb and Lions is always the answer anymore. Me either. Um, yeah. I, I think that uh, the Capic Eagles and a few of the other ones, like there are a lot of really good ways to use them. Here's the thing: um, I, Adam made a pretty bold claim about uh, Scions being one of the best ar- uh, armies to soup in, and I agree with him. And I want to explain like that claim though a little better. Sure. Um, so they have an order that is just reroll hits and wounds against vehicles and monsters. Just mm-hmm. does it right? Like they, no one can interfere with that other than turning off rerolls entirely. Like. It's, it doesn't cost you anything. You're going to be taking a guy. He knows that order. He doesn't have to know specific orders. He does it, right? Yeah. It's really, really useful. They are also one of the only factions that can drop within five inches. Um, yes. And steal uh, objectives. And, 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 or just you drop 10 guys within five inches of Harlequins, do 40 Hellgun shots, and you can actually do real damage to them. Real, Yeah, exactly right. Um, and and and, it, and you're talking about a unit that costs you 80 points. Like it's not like you can drop that unit, kill you know three quarters of a Harlequin squad, and that Harlequin squad can kill everything back, and you've still traded up. Like yeah, hundred percent. Like it, it it doesn't have to be a like it doesn't have to be complete. But here's the thing: you can pop, you can make those Hellguns plus one strength. You can um, get plus one to wound through combos. Like there's a lot you can do within the Scions um, expanded stratagems that are in a. Um, uh, which book is that? I don't even remember. Oh man, the, whichever one has the uh, the first guard supplement with old grudges, or not old grudges, uh, the uh, all of the vehicle upgrades. Yeah, yeah. Tank, anyway, tank aces, yeah. tank aces. Thank you. Um, but so scions have a lot of really cool stuff that way. They they don't have a huge um, like durability game. Nah. They, they, they they are there. Um, so I played scions last year in my dread Knight dance party, which was three telemons and. Um, a uh a shield captain uh three dread knights and a, a a grandmaster and then a bunch of scions um like when i say a bunch like 19 or 20 of them and they were rod squads one through four <laughs> yep and that's all they did and i like and 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 they, they they never ever failed me on doing their job and then everything they did after that which is a fair amount because you can have them throw five grenades you can have yep. them 
uh, like again, hotshot, um, hotshot las guns. I'll try and use the right term. Uh, are are a really um, like people are caught off guard because they're they're hot off guard uh, <laughs> because they're so used to to normal las guns, and then you go, oh no, I'm AP two or three. I'm AP two <laughs> or AP three from Land and Lies, and like, oh yeah. Jesus, well my. I just lost two intercessors. These five guardsmen. That sounds. That feels bad. Uh, yeah. Which which happens. It happens a also, lot. Also, move blocking that that yes. dropping within five inches. You yes. like. I think that that's the thing. I, I feel like guard players who play scions miss all the time. I'm like, no, no, no. Just drop that ten man. Making uh, make a solid line a right wall. there. It's worth the CP. Yeah. It gets you an entire turn where they can't get on an objective. That's, see, that's my preference over land and lines at the moment. I feel like there's so many involves in the game that going from two ren two to ren three doesn't get you that much anymore. Um, actually, is, is it the Iodin? Is it the Gorgones? Um, that get the the, the five inch deep strike. It, uh, I don't. I think it is. I don't I think remember it's the Gorgones. The yeah. um, that, that's my preference at the moment because I people people are like oh yeah I'll just screen out your rod and I'm like. I'm not sure you can, mate. It takes you like four more units to screen out a five-inch deep strike than does screen out a nine-inch deep strike. It is so it's much also great harder. for character sniping. Um, it's, it is. It's, it's, I was about to say, oh, it's, you think that character is safe, um, you know, turn four, turn five, when you're not, sorry, turn three, turn two, when you're not thinking about the deep strike as much, and you're just like, bang, two two melters in this five-man, bada-bing, bada-boom, see your Farseer later. Um well, I'm all, I'm actually nice. I'm specifically thinking um about mal- maliceptors at the moment. Uh, they're horrific. They're, yeah. So so horrific. so we know that they're going to be bad. But if all of a sudden you have uh, a like a combat or a uh, a ten man squad with four melta in there and their reroll all hits and wounds and they can drop within five. Yes. All of a sudden, you can be like, "Oh no, Maliceptor gone," and that cost yeah. me—you know—that cost me a total of 140, 140 points. So fair trade. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. It is hundred percent. Um, and you've got probably—they've probably got one, maybe two Maliceptors, and you probably you can have like eight of those squads if you want. Probably yeah. don't do that many. Three. No, no. Is, uh, I, I, I find four-ish. Yeah. Like one up, one down from that number is usually a good number. Mm-hmm. Um, but and their command squads are also a, like a very small footprint of firepower. Dude, if you were um, yeah, just dropping a command squad sometimes because it's just four twenty-five mil bases. Try and please try and screen that out. I, yeah, I'd so, like to see people trying to screen it out because that's doing my work for me. What's the rest of of, of a good guard archetype at the moment look like? Because um, I mean, sorry, using the word good and guard at the moment is probably a fallacy, but if we're gonna roll with it, we're gonna try. Um, so I think that another thing that um people so l- let's break down some math. Because I think that guard is 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 in a rough spot, but it's better than people realize. I think it is, and it isn't. I think in the best well, hands uh, played at the top level, they will surprise people and catch you off guard because people will just forget how hard they can dunk on you. Like just how if you just get if you just are able to activate every bit of your army in the same turn, you can still table people like pretty convincingly. But so you need you need the tempo. You need it in your favor. If you're on the back foot as a guard player. They can't dig up. They can't dig up. There's no ladders. There's no rope they don't, ladders. They, they are yeah. not good at the upward exchange. I, I, I yeah. will agree. So, but let's let's. So every every combo I've kind of talked about so far. If if anyone's been paying attention, they usually fall about 600 points or less. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're investing more points than that in a combo, then it needs to be an army wide combo, and that's a different thing. Um, yeah. So let's take ten guard squads. Just ten guard squads. Ten man squads. Okay. Or we um that is 550 points for 100 wounds. Yep. That's a lot of wounds that can all 
that can all move, move, move are all obsec. They do and and actually have some good features about them. But let's 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 get a little crazy with this, okay? So now we're gonna take those ten guard squads and we're gonna spend an extra five points on each one. So we're at six hundred points. Mm-hmm. They all are going to have a voxcaster now. We're gonna make them all Cadian. And we're going to uh, take the re- uh, the relic or warlord trait. I can't remember. I believe it's a relic that lets us whenever uh, um, our uh, the the holder of the relic set, uh, issues an order mm-hmm. uh, um, near when they're near a uh, unit with a boxcaster, every other unit within uh, seventy two inches gets that order. I love it. So you have a you have only about six hundred and thirty five points of your army is completely autonomous. That they they can send move 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 orders all over the place. You can have you can have ev- all ten of those squads first rank fire, second rank fire. They can close quarters combat. Like there's a lot of things you can really do that get really really crazy. Um, like I- I'm not saying that they're they're good. Let's be clear, Harlequins can kill all of them in two turns. I was going to say one one unit of air burst crisis suits just picks the whole thing up in two turns. Yeah, no, and and, and I'm aware of that, but but but. I, when when you're playing what is quote unquote the worst faction in the game, we need to yes. lower our expectations from beating S tier. Exactly maybe, right. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe try and find ways to convincingly have a game with A tier. Right. Yes. That, like, uh, you, yeah, that's pretty good. If you can do that, like if you can have a game into what what's in A? What is it even in yeah, A tier at the moment? Orcs. Uh, you can have Drakari, a game with Yeah. Um, so, but, but but so so with guard, I think that that is a core piece right there of. Like if you're going to play guard, that that piece lets you play the mission every game, and again, yeah. that puts the tempo on your opponent that they have to play the game. And if they misplay their harlequins, and the, because no one, they're not going to take guard seriously. Why would and, you? And, and, and they don't <laughs> understand that ten squads can first rank fire, second rank fire at the same time, and they overexpose themselves because well, again, you're very fast. Yeah, you can I, you can have four hundred shots going at them. Mm. I've um I've con- yeah it's it's actually intense as hell when when you think about it like that I um I've conceptualized a bunch of guardless I haven't played I haven't played guards since the start of ninth I've been playing marines since but I've been um I've been conceptualizing a lot of guardless and it's almost like I want to build a guard list that makes my opponent get caught up in killing it I yep. want them to be like ah yep. oh, cool I get to kill guard blah, 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 while I get stranglehold every game I get or I get R and D every game I get yep. I get a bunch of banners every game or I get um whatever well they get like oh, I get caught, so caught up killing all my stuff that I I just score a ton of points in the yeah. process. So the um, problem with guard right now is is if you go with anything like that the the just, there's just too much to kill is you have to have some way to keep yourself from getting hemmed in. And you also have to be good on the clock because you can you can waste so much time first rank, second ranking a bunch of guard squads and be like, oh wow, I didn't get out of turn three. Uh, yeah, you have just, to know uh, when to do it and when not to do it. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of times when it's just not worth it to shoot your guard squads. Yep. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh cool, you've got a bunch of Harlequin troop that you've gotten out of a boat, hundred percent. Shoot them till they're dead and shoot the corpses. But you know, do not shoot into into blade guard. You know, do I think I fly blade yeah, guard on objective? Do not, do not try and do a wound. Like you'll, you'll just lose ten minutes on the clock in one shooting phase just trying to do a wound. It's stupid. Um, we're gonna have to move on. Yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> I can no, talk so, hard forever. Um, me too, but, me too. But, man. But, so really quickly though, just for people to understand, because that's only one component of it. Um, guards still have hellhounds. They still have. Um, um, dude, I, I was gonna ask you actually off air. Um, can uh, hellhounds a um harlequin solution? I mean, I know they absolutely die to the void weavers instantly. But well, they've actually got a gun that does some work. 
they're fine. Um, what I actually think is better. So, um, and this is going to go into that, those hundred guardsmen we were just talking about. Um, we're going to take them and we're going to put them in ten chimeras with double with flamers. double flamers. Yeah, double flamer chimeras. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, um, there's a lot that you can do right there. And again, at that point, we still have some points to fit in other things. Um, and, and you can go half as many and 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 go heavier on artillery. Um, Lehman Russes still have uh, like like tank commanders still absolutely slap. They work. They absolutely um, do work. But yeah. but 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 I I am an advocate for the relic battle cannon from Cadia as opposed to. The demolisher cannon it I, gets you too close things move too fast now i was like i was like the demolisher cannon is not where it's at at the moment just take gatekeeper with a las cannon in the front of the hole that's it and maybe that's your one and maybe so, maybe you take one demolisher and you just be ready to not use that guy for like hold your nerve turn one turn two don't use them wait till, guy, yeah. wait till they've um, come and cracked a couple of uh, chimeras and they're charging the contents then bring him out and clear that up um I'm but a yeah. big advocate for um, putting heavy flamers on my tank commanders so that they can dig themselves out of combat. It makes them I a like lot that. more independent. I like, I, I like that as well because I, nothing feels worse than getting tapped by one or. Well, and everything's so and, fast now they can tap you, but now you're like, okay, cool. Well, I've got two heavy flamers or three heavy flamers if you put one yeah. on the front as well. And, yeah. and it's, it, when you're at three heavy flamers, they're like, oh, well, they're, I'm just feeding you a unit. Then it's like, yeah, yeah, you are. You are. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to give me another unit? Um, so, yeah, I do 100% agree with the tank commander. I think gatekeeper is gatekeeper 100% is the go over the double or triple demolishers. Um, it saves you a bunch of points that you can use for more artillery pieces, like you said. I think the mortar battery, the quad mortar battery, is something that people are sleeping on. Have a look at that. If you're able to get the models for whatever reason, that's actually, oh, a, good, actually a good solution. I know you've, got have... you've probably got nine. You know? Yeah, who doesn't have nine? You, are who, you a guard player? Did you play seventh edition as guard? No, you're one of <laughs> yeah. No, you're one of those Astro Militarum yeah. players. You're not a guard yeah. player. Um, moving on to night. We were now, born in the resin. <laughs> we what we we are doing this uh, at a weird time for Imperium. One of the reasons I wanted to do this now is because Imperium's almost done. There's two codexes left for the Imperial Superfaction Guard, which, seeing as I haven't heard a peep about it, I'm assuming it's one of the last codexes coming out. Well, you can it's, you can extrapolate that it's not coming for a while at least. <laughs> um, there are three. Thank you very much. What's the other one? I mean, we've got knights. What? Uh, what a, I, I'm not even convinced they're going to be a full codex. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a kill team and we don't see a codex for a while. I have the article open here because I've not been able to close it because it's so exciting. And it says a full Warhammer 40k faction. <sighs> they didn't say codex. Moving on. <laughs> that is cool. That is super exciting. Super exciting. But uh, so we've only really got possibly Imperial one Imperial Tau, man. That's what they're going to be. Imperial I'm Tau? Guessing. I'm guessing. They, they, were all the, they were all like shooty with gravity and had graviton guns yeah that was like their shtick yeah yeah i mean i'm super excited about squats by the way i yeah. all the models look so cool it's gonna be really cool um we will speculate on them in part two a little bit we'll, we'll yeah, say sorry. that we'll keep no, no no it's fine uh what does good knights look like at the moment to me it's just good knights writes itself it is either to me i think people are sleeping a little bit on house raven because the free bed the free blade lance is so good usually we're just seeing a free blade oh. lance Okay, so what's what's what else do you think is good? Because you said it's obvious. So I'm curious what what you think. Oh, the freebird lance is is okay. the obvious best of the freebird lance so is better than the if rest. You're, if you're monoing, it is. But this is yeah. the soup faction talk here. So yes, it is. So guys, let me sing you the song of my people of the Raven <laughs> Castellan again. I was about to say there's going to be some Castellan talk because the boy still dunks, and we've all forgotten. Yeah, well, in in a world where um, frail units abound. And um, a lot of mid-range shooting exists. 
Um, what you want to take is Metallica. Hey, look, I told you we'd be, we'd be back. And a Castellan. Because you can yeah. you can make that one Castellan benefit from all of their 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 mm-hmm. uh, um, doctrine is yeah yeah canicles just the canicles mm-hmm. um, but yeah but so you we're, we're talking about minus one to hit in combat plus one save um, plus uh, one strength I think in combat um, they're like they're, uh, plus one to hit for uh, I mean like oh no plus one attacks uh, there's so many of them. They're so it's so useful and they're they're situationally clutch. Um, and more importantly, Admech has what um what uh Imperial Knights really wants, which is uh 90 point armagers in Castellan robots. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um so you can all of a sudden you're taking a super durable Castellan robot bully unit, um, and the Castellan Knight. Mm-hmm. At the same time to protect and, it. Yes, and the knight is your CP dump. How many CP do you have you start the game with? Guess that guess how many you can use on your Castellan? All of them. At all times. Yeah. The more CP you you jack into that guy, the better he is every game. Uh yeah. it's it's really crazy. Uh, also, like you talk about also great at killing custodes. I was about um, to say great at killing yeah. tower, great at killing all sorts. As long as you can strip some shield drones before you fire the big guns, it's it's just a heinous like well and and a lot of what these armies are really strong at killing is mid-tier stuff it's all this mid-tier strength stuff with mid-tier strength shooting killing each other they aren't actually like outside of nids we're not we're not there yet um (laughs) but but like when we talk about custodes um and we talk about uh tau and we talk about harlequins it's all strength six strength five Right, yes. like, like strength seven, maybe. Like we're not talking about strength sixteen. Like I wound you on twos. Like all of their stuff is through jank, which is cool, but they don't actually kill big tough stuff that fast if mm. you protect it well. Yeah, um, I mean, voids, void weavers being the exception at the moment. The prism cannon being the exception. Oh, sure. No, void, but, void weavers and the power rail gun. Nobody's got a solution to yeah. there anyway. So who cares? Don't stress yourself out. Yeah. Um, people, so. Order of Companions is a 3CP strat that gives oh, you rerolls, wants to hit, to wound, the amount of shots, and the damage. And then you have Cold Eradication, you can put on that guy as well, for a Warlord yeah. trait to roll an extra D6, taking the highest, or taking your pick, of on your random guns. And guess what the Castellan has? Only random guns. It only has random shotguns. You put those two together, and you're willing to slot the CP in for Order of Companions, and that thing can kill just about anything. Just about anything in the game. Yeah, um, I'm pulling up actually the uh, the other stratagems in the Metallica section here. Um, Fair. We, we do have to keep churning, man. Yeah, we're, I know. We're I know. I'm sorry. We're, it's okay. I, we're, just, we get, we're, we're passionate yeah. here, people. Hopefully yeah, very passionate. Enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, there's so there's just a lot. Like you get a whole another page of stratagems for uh, that that Castellan. Um, where okay, right. So here's what I was looking for. Right. If you remain stationary, which you're going to. Yes. Um. That you, that's the uh, you're rerolling your hit rolls um, of of one for all blast weapons. Yes, that's yeah, uh, that's, that's the that's, one. Yeah. yeah, that's really no, good. um. And then where is the other one? Damn it. Um. Oh. Uh. If as long as you didn't advance this turn, um, which you didn't, obviously, you would get to add plus one strength to the yeah. characteristic of range weapons. It's actually really big going from seven to eight on the nipple guns. Yeah. Um. And it's it's kind of big going from nine to ten on the the calls wrath or the the plasma yeah. decimator because um, there's a bunch of toughness five out there in the in the shape of custodians and crisis suits. Um, so all those things are just primo. Like please don't sleep on House Raven. I know I know the free bread lance is incredible, but Raven has like 
so many more strats that have yet to be plumbed. They got an auto pass, an auto pass um, invulnerable mm-hmm. save. Auto, yeah, yep. it's fantastic. Um, moving on to Grey Knights, which we have not talked about yet, who have had one of the most interesting journeys in Ninth oh, Interesting is is, a, is an interesting word to use. I would, I, I would say it's one of the most anticlimactic journeys. It's a bit it's a bit tragic actually because they've. Like direct nerfs, uh, them and sisters copped the um, the single sub faction nerf, the worst of I think any faction in the game. Um, they copped it the worst because they always wanted to take two orders. Two, yep. two yeah, they always wanted to take Direct two. Them. Uh, um, every one of their best lists always started with two. Whether wow. it was Val- Valorous Heart Blood- and Bloody Rose, whether it was um, uh, Rapiers and um, is Penitent? No, what's the um, Penitent Brethren? Never mind. Um, the one that gives you the real ones to hit in the, w- the one hitting the wound thingy, the whatever's. Uh, but yeah, you always want to take two. Um, and so mm-hmm. they copped it really hard. Now, but they they came out and they're an army that has, like Harlequins, has a very limited amount of data sheets. And because of that, you live and die by how good those data sheets are. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter how good the rest of your rules are. If your data sheets are crazy, you're going to have a good army. If they're awful, you're not going to be that good. Yeah. Um, I think, and I hate to say this about T-Suns, T-Suns is a prime example of an army with great rules and bad data sheets. Um, they have one good data sheet, and that being Scarab Occult Terminators, and then the rest of them are okay to, you know, decent to bad. Um, but they have amazing rules. Their rules are phenomenal. They're, they're, the psychic phase is, is super powerful, they're janky, they're fun, but their data sheets just can't float the rules to make them relevant. Um, GK is the opposite. They have a lot of great rules, yeah? They're not, and some not incredible, but they have super powered data sheets. Like the Interceptor data sheet and the Grey Knight and the, the Dread Knight data sheet were just like the two of the best data sheets in the game upon release for the price. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened is they didn't see a direct like nerf to those, not a direct nerf outside of the sub faction stuff, but they got squished between the Thick City and the Crusher Stampede and the meta needing to do adjust to those. And anything anybody did to tech into those two beat the absolute pants Absolutely. off Dread Knights. Like absolutely. absolute smash the dreadnoughts. Well, that's why we're seeing Crusher Stampede have success right now in this meta is because everyone's teching for mid range stuff, and Crusher Stampede is like, nah, I'm thick, boy. I'm still like, thick. I'm still yeah. so I'm thick. Still so thick. <laughs> um, so um, I played Grey Knights. Uh, in in they were the primary uh, points of my uh, my soup list that I played until the end of last season in my mm-hmm. Dreadnought Dance Party, right? Yeah. And. I actually found I was I was going mono um, uh, beforehand because I, I just only had one detachment of them. And so that wasn't a big deal to me. The Dread Knights are still one of the best shooting platforms in the game um, because yes. when 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 they stop shooting, they become small knights in combat and yep. they don't like they, 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 that's well, always good. You, you, I remember one of the first chats we had about that book. You you threw up uh, an Armaga Warglaive, which had just gone yeah. down in points at the time. And like, this just went down in points. These guys are like 20 or 30 more points and just better in every way. Yep. 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 Um, and, and they have, and, and they're still great. Um, the Grandmaster is still great. Um, interceptors are still great. They're, 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 everything's a bit more expensive. So I think you need to soup. I think that a great place, this is a great place where I say, hey, look, guys. Here's three Dread Knights and a Grandmaster Dread Knight and uh, two squads of Interceptors. That's like a thousand points. Mm-hmm. Here's two hundred Guard Bodies. That's a thousand points. Did you just get chocolate in my peanut butter? <laughs> this um, guy, this tastes good. Uh, uh, absolutely right. So, like, so what I'm trying to say is, there's a Grey Knights. What I learned playing Grey Knights is they aren't actually like their their units are durable if one thing is shooting at them. If everything is shooting at them, they always evaporate. Always. Mm. Um, so what you want them to do 
is teleport. You want to teleport one to two units in places where they're going to kill a unit for sure, and then one other unit will be able to get to respond, so you probably have some of that resource left over. That's how you want to play them. And so to do that, you need to force your opponent to spread out. So you want a, another faction that forces that hand. I did that with Telamon, and um, and then I had my uh, Scions to, to score points. Hmm. So I had this. I, so I had I had the glass hammer of my Dread Knights that would hang backward, hang back, yep. and they just shoot at stuff, and they and they just pick up the easy shots, extending range, whatever they need to do. Um, and then my Telamon would just go forward as this anvil, and my opponent has to deal with them. Yes, you, I mean, because here's the thing, guys. Telamon have everyone. Telamon have lost um, a, like a lot of their buff ability. But if you're taking soup, you don't you like they were, they're not getting cards anyway, and you, like you're only taking one HQ, so who cares about core? It's not that big of a deal. They also drop twenty points each. Um, yes, they are two hundred and sixty-five points. That is not a lot of points for something that, unless you're a hammerhead or mm-hmm. a few other things, just goes. Oh, that's really cute that you have a harlequin troop. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. Nothing. You could do nothing. Yeah, so like it's it's that kind of thing that you like like so that hammer or that anvil forced them to to move around and spread out because they couldn't they couldn't commit to them because if you commit to them then then my then I'm getting to shoot in combat and I'm getting to hit you and I'm still just as durable and um, all of my Telemon heroically intervene so you couldn't get away from them Um, so so you you want to create situations where they either can't engage because they're move blocked or they they can't engage because they can't handle what you're throwing at them. And that's hard to do in this meta, but again, that's why we're talking about skews. So uh, yes, Ex- exactly right. So the the, the quintessential grain art list for the longest time was a skew list. It was the min max uh, amounts of interceptors and dread knights, and the yep. absolute minimum of everything else. Minimum required anything else. Do they have to mix it up now? Because that skew isn't cutting it now. Everyone's too good into it. Well, so I I, I think if you're trying to play grey knights pure, um, like that you you're playing psychic custodes that aren't as good. Agreed. That's just yep. what you're playing, yep. right? Like like you need to come to terms with that. Like custodes are just better than you in every way other than you have really cool powers. And so you need to focus on maximizing your powers. I'm actually a big fan of um I I don't think that they're good yet. I hope that with the next balance update, um we can see them become a bit better if paladins just get Ooh. the Ooh. brotherhood keyword. We're oh, back my in a conversation. God. Oh, all my of a God. sudden, everything everything changes. Um, so would, like, yeah. like they aren't in a great spot right now. I think that you want to ally if you're Grey Knights. I want like take your Dread Knights; they're still great. Um, or take your Interceptors; they're still great. Mix them with something else. Admech is a great choice because it gives you a lot of yep. shooting and indirect that you don't necessarily yep. have access to, and your psychic stuff buffs them in a way that they don't have. That's a really great combo where your mobility and their durability because. If you go with Lucius or something like that, they can they can just be like, oh, this unit doesn't die, like, yeah. and that gives you something you don't have in a Grey Knight's army, right? And Agreed. that synergy can work, and your psychic defense gives that your admech what they didn't have, and you can also again, then you're looking at infiltrators, rust stalkers. You're integrating in different mortal wounds or scouting up so that you're more protected, so you can't get alpha. There's a lot of different cool little pieces of tech that you can just start plugging together that way. Mm. Um, um, uh, I, that's the, that's the combo that I see working probably the best. I, I agree with that as well. All right, moving on. We have three more to talk about, and then we're going to be signing off here. Next okay, one's we'll Admech. I feel like we've done Admech already. We've done it. Um, the only, uh, the only other thing I'll say, uh, is, uh, that as long as 
uh, what are they called? The not the Rangers, the other guys. My brand, Vanguard. Vanguard. As long as Vanguard can ignore blast, like they're they are a borderline S tier codex. So yep. so well, I think Admech players work on it. I think Admech's the best army no one's playing. I still yeah, think it is. In I fact, agree. I, I I told Richard Siegler, and he'll if, if you ever get to talk to the guy, he'll say this. I said, dude, if you bring Admech to LVO, you will win LVO. And 100% verbatim said that to him because nobody was was thinking Admech was still a threat. Nobody yeah. was doing anything that counted Admech or held up to him. Custodies arguably was still was was an okay. Um, army into admech at the time um because of you know, Emperor's, Emperor's chosen was quite good against the rough stalkers and they had yeah. the, the no rerolls and stuff like that but i said like they're still the wild admech is the wild card of this meta so, so absolute look, wild I, card i want to break down one unit um because that i feel continually I, I push and people overlook it for rust stalkers infiltrators uh, i think <laughs> dude one or two unit of five in, infiltrators is incredible so, the reason i, I keep <laughs> bringing them up is oh sorry my, hey, my dogs are very excited uh, they're old and cranky. Uh, th- so they don't allow rerolls within 12 on them. Mm-hmm. They don't allow rerolls within 12 on them. That is not mm-hmm. a stratagem. That is not a warlord trait. That is not a relic. That is a thing they do. That is a thing that Harlequins do. Yes. That is a- Guess what? Harlequins have to be in to do any damage for the most part. 12 inches. Outside of their, outside of their vehicles, which if you're playing Admech, you should have the tools to kill those. Um, I mean, at least relatively well. Mm. Um, like infiltrators are, I, I feel like people are really sleeping on how good they are into this meta. With a taser go, they are strength six, so they're wounding on twos. You're minus one to wound. Cool, I'm wounding you on threes. No big deal. Um, yeah. Like, like there's they 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 have the volume of single damage attacks to just be like, oh, you have drones or whatever it is. I'm just going to overwhelm you. It does much, not much, much, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that there's still a huge amount of play in uh, infiltrators. Anyway, moving on. Easy done. Um, also, sorry, uh, we have the small sub-factions to talk about, Inquisition and Assassins. I think you've already done Inquis and talked about probably their two best combos there. Um, where the hell are Assassins at? I mean, should with with Nids being uh, a quite a dominant psychic army, with Craftworlds being the same, Harlequins having some good psychic, do we do we start chucking a freaking Kalexis back in? The Kalexis is a good option. If you're gonna if you're looking at taking the Kalexis, then you should be looking at taking Sisters of Silence. Yeah. Um, because they so people need to remember because we're so used to minus ones being limited. Yep. Sisters of Silence, they, theirs goes to plus three, and you can stack the 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 plus one on top of that. Yes. So you can be minus four. Guess what? Fate dice can't overcome. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're auto yep. six. Cool. That's a two now. That's a two. Now roll a six. <laughs> Yes, like four or five. <laughs> that's it's totally fair. Um, I'm actually like the more I see about the nids, of course, I've had a little bit of a look at them now because unfortunately they've all been leaked. Um, but I've had a little bit of them. I know how good Craftworlds is at just getting powers off. I think I'm genuinely considering putting Kalexis back in, but I do like the idea of the Sisters of Silence. What does that look like? If you took an attachment to Sisters of Silence, what does that look like to you? Oh, man. You just asked for another long explanation. Um, you have you have two minutes, exactly okay, two minutes. Let's do, do it. Okay. Let's do it. So what, what we're talking about here is we're going to take three um, of the of the Witch Seekers, which are the Flames, the Flamer the Sisters. Yeah, so oh, this okay. is a Vanguard? It can it can be a vanguard. It can be what it can be a battalion. Can be whatever you want it to be. We're going to take three five mans of those three rhinos. We're going to take three of five mans of or two five mans of the sword girls. Yep. Um, We're going to take. Okay. um, uh, uh, We're going to take 
uh, a uh, the HQ. I'm I'm forgetting the, yeah, the name of the sister name. HQ right now. Um, with the uh, warlord trait and relic for a plus one advance and plus one charge and um, a plus uh, three inch range on all weapons. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, so you can go all flamers with this, but I like the multiple units because it gets you more minus ones. That's the point of this this combo. There are different versions of this. Um, you're gonna take. Um, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm forgetting her name right now. The named character. Yep. Um, uh, I I can remember Valorian, uh, her friend, but I can't remember her name right now. Anyway, so, good. Uh, so all of that goes into three rhinos. They scout up six. They then get out three. They then move nine. They then advance um, uh, around an average of five. And then you have 15-inch flamers and then yep. sword girls to back it up. You can effectively get your entire opponent's deployment zone almost in any mission um, mm -hmm. completely blanketed in minus three. I like this idea a lot. Very much. <laughs> that feels pretty good. It's uh, very aggressive. It's like, it, and it is, it is not a small amount of points. You're at for the, for that combo. I believe it's around seven or 800 points. So it, 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 it um, I think a scaled back version might be, might be better, but I have not had enough time to play it yet. I, the other, if, the other way you do it is you go battalion, you drop the sword sisters and you put your, your troops yep. in with the, uh, the flamer the girls. Yeah. Um, so that gives you more ranged attack. Yeah. Um, and it gives you obsec that you can put on objectives. So yep. there's, I, there's different versions of that. That one's my preference. If you were going to patrol as a patrol, you can just go one HQ, two troop, two flamers, two rhinos, and then that's a nice little tidy double package with like five applicable uh, minus one debuffs. That could also be an option as well. Moving on to our last one, and the segue is already there because we're talking sisters of science. We are talking custodies. I am of the opinion custodies are on a little bit of a decline. Yep. Simply uh, by dint that I think harlequins are very good. Real quick, um, the other thing I wanted to go back to for the assassin, I think assassins in general are good, but I think the better assassin is the Calidus. Not Calidus. the. Yeah. Um, I think taking the Calidus plus um, uh, Codias is a combo that people should be looking at. It's 190 points that you can literally completely gum up your opponent's first turn and and Ooh, just yeah. stop them from being able to do the no combos or stratagems no they want strats. to. Just get no strats. Yeah, I like yeah, that and, idea. And, and people forget that for 2CP, you get to extend the Caladius's effect to the next turn as well yeah so that's a really big deal um but moving on to custodes they are in decline people need to get venatari that's where it's at you want the shield with the exploding shotgun um yep. uh and uh you're and you want to take the um the shield host that gives you uh the warlord trait you pick one unit and they they explode on sixes so now you're double exploding on sixes yes um so you take a nine man of that they have the misericordias they're great in combat. They 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 move. You fast. can take a nine man Venatari unit. Oh, is are they limited to six? I thought they were. They, I, I thought I, they went I, up to nine. Did they? Yeah. I would check that. That's big, maybe big not, deal. but big deal. Yeah, maybe it is only six. Maybe they went down to six. I don't. I didn't think so. That's fine. Uh, keep on that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's a great combo. Again, I will sing the song of the Telemon forever. Like they're still great. Like if you just <laughs> want to have a good time with Stompy Robots, they are they are just a blast. They have not not lost a single stride in that way people will still be like oh my super combo unit is gonna kill i'm not talking about harlequins ignoring an invo that's one thing but like other than that people will just still bounce absolutely off it is hilarious so uh i i think bikes are where uh, it's at if we're talking about the the main book yep um i i'm not sure you need all salvos anymore i'm actually considering I think oh, is. you might want to go into some hurricanes if you're taking three by three bikes one unit with hurricanes 
is probably I, I, the way to go. I'm a big fan of um, just throwing one hurricane into each into squad. Each squad? That's not a bad idea either. Because, like, yeah, okay, technically you're not, um, you, you, like, if you have to play the long-range game, you're losing out on a missile shot. But normally bikes want to play a mid-range game. Yeah. And it lets you actually affect two targets instead of one. Because mm, you're very fair. consistent. That is fair. Six, and with- six-man squad, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's three to six. I just talked about yeah, as well. Yeah, my but brain. Six, six with double exploding sixes hitting on twos, like with a reroll ones. Um, yep. I, I think it's plenty. It's plenty good. It's plenty good. Yeah. I, I like Vinatari. They're really well. cool, fast. Like, like I, I look at them and they remind me of like Wolfguard back when they were they good. They do, with jump back when they were good. They were right. Um, so. so that's going to wrap us up. We talked yeah. about the super faction. Look, the, the, this super faction is not in a great place. It's still got two, I feel... Well, one of the best factions in the game, Custodes, even if they are the fourth best faction in the game, they're still one of the best. They still get to operate at that top level. Um, and then they have, I think, the sleeper of the entire meta, possibly going to end up, when it's all said and told, being the sleeper of the addition in Admech, who've gone completely by the wayside for the last six months. They've been unheralded, but possibly they're still one of the best factions. Possibly, in my opinion, the fifth best faction in the game. Um, Crusher Stampede might be the fifth best list right now, but we're about to have that codex. So, so that's probably going to change. But 100%, I think Admech is like the A plus plus. If there is, if there is a, a, like a tweener sitting between like A and S, it's Admech. What I would say is the the Imperial faction is not in a very strong competitive place. It, mm-hmm. um, like it, in 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 the power level. But I don't know. I don't think any faction has a deeper bag of tricks that you can combine together. Yes, if, I agree with so, that. So, so like, like there are different ways to play this game, and the I won't. I don't. I'm not going to say the majority of us, but the those of us who play the game, you know, for you know more than five years, I'll say, right? We usually have multiple armies, and we usually, you know play a lot of different things mm-hmm. that's not just because we want to play the strong thing and we're chasing the meta or whatever one it's because you get bored and you want to acquire new stuff yeah but it teaches you different skills yes and it's really important i think for people who are playing imperial factions right now to understand yes it is hard mode that is not a bad thing your win rate is not who you are who you are uh, is what you take away from the game yeah. and how you improve as a person and as a player and how you improve as a sportsman and and like all of those things like there there is a lot of fun to be had in the imperial faction of just building stuff that people didn't know even was a thing anymore and they yeah. have no idea how to handle it because everyone because when um the uh, the factions get, or when the when the meta gets super stratified like this, everyone has to tech for one thing. And what you can do is go like, okay, I'm going to lose to the one thing everyone's teching for because I can't beat it anyway. But I'm going to beat everyone who's teching for it because they're not teching for me. Teching for me. I mean, and you can still do such wild stuff. You can have three independent engines, a couple of dread knights, and some inquisition. Like that's still a list you can do if you want. You can have. You can you can still have your cake and eat it too. The sub faction thing might be gone, but the soup is so, not dead. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out I'm gonna put out some vibes out there for if anyone can make it happen. But maximum number of penitent engines, maximum number of Fenrisian wolves, cyber wolves, and <laughs> and um and uh um and then uh just the one uh the one guy whose name Dog Wolf. I can't remember his name though. Canis, Canis Wolf Canis Wolfie yeah. with Wolfington. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, on that note, dude, we might sign off. Is there anything you'd like to plug on the way out? Anything you'd like to mention? Sure. Um, uh, I am. You can check out the best in tabletop network where I have multiple shows at this point. Um, we do, we do all kinds of different stuff. Um, best in faction is, is the OG show. And then we've mm-hmm. now got 
best in faction next generation, which is uh, young up and comer competitive, competitive people, early twenties, you know, trying to kind of capture what we used to do. And then we've got um, fight club, which I think is our most popular show. Now it's surpassed everyone with Anthony vanilla in its Wilson and um, Nathan. Um, uh, uh, they do a complete competitive me- meta breakdown in a very different way from everyone else. I think um, it, they're, they, they're trying to add um, a, a very specific, specific set of metrics for discussing the game that I think will help expand the vernacular for how, how we talk about win rates and what they actually mean. They've um, done some really great work on um, showing how um, when a faction has a, an above average win rate, how it depresses the lower factions and how yes. all that inner inner interplays. So go check that out. Um, there's more. We've got hobby uh, shows coming up. We've got a tabletop RPG game. Uh, that'll be, oh, we're recording the first episode in a week. Um, so that'll be uh, uh, coming out soon. So that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, about five years ago, me and a, a guy named Josh, we decided to start the very first network. It was called Down Under Network and uh, only had one show. And then we did some live streaming. And now everyone gets a network. It's like Oprah. You've got a network and you've got a network and you've got a network. I love it. It's good. More, you know, more content, the better. I'm an absolute. I mean, I mean, I like that you named your show network and you're like, we're a network of one. Uh, well, you know, we had potential. <laughs> it was very early days. And then everyone just it was, was aspirational. Like, oh, it was aspirational. Everyone's like, everyone's like, uh, oh, wow, you can, you can do a network. <laughs> and now it's just networks everywhere. I love it. I yeah. think it's fantastic. More the better. Um, but Mitch, thank you very much for coming on the oh, show. My pleasure. I love you, dude. You've been a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we're going to go over to the part two. We're going to have a little bit of a chat about wh- it, wh- which is worse, 7th edition or ninth edition. In addition, we're going to just talk. We're just going to talk whatever crap we feel like. It's me and Mitch. We, we get along like a house on fire. Um, so please jump over and join us there. Um, go to Art of War Down Under over on Patreon or yeah. the Art of War 40K. Find us over there. Please check out Best in Tabletop Network also and uh, doing fantastic works. In addition, we've got Charity Hammer coming up in a couple of months. Mitch, my man, thank you. Have a great night. Enjoy yourself. And see you soon. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.